So hi, Wealth of Good Noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Devin from Emory. And we're asking some questions to say about the upcoming album, Rub Some Dirt on It. So congrats on that. By the way, how do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Oh, uh, great. I mean, it's it's been, um, you know, it's been very, very positive. So, um, you know, we're excited to... We, Emory Land, this, our community has kind of had it for a while, but, you know, the general public gets it uh, in about a week. So we're excited for everybody to hear it. Oh yeah, the album was awesome. very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yeah. So, um, we I remember we were doing some uh, acoustic shows. I guess it was probably um, <clears throat> about a year and a half ago, and uh, we were trying to kind of get ahead of the game a little bit and just you know come up with some album title names for our upcoming album at the time, and um, we just made a list of names. And one of the names that got thrown out, um, I think Toby threw it out, was uh, Rub Some Dirt On It. And that that stems, because three of us are from the South who started the band. So uh, that was a saying, you know, kind of growing up, you know, it's a Southern saying. It's like, you know, rub some dirt on it, you know, shake it off kind of thing to where. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all, you know, we just kind of grew up on those kind of sayings and stuff. And so uh, the meaning that was kind of tied to that was, you know, um you know you're tougher than you think you are uh, um and it's you know don't let the past mistakes or the past um victimizations if that's the appropriate word uh define who you are but it's yeah. more about like uh, kind of moving on past those things um <clears throat> and then the hand we just were trying to capture some kind of effect of like you know a, a an extreme a situation or something we were trying you know we went through like the idea of having a broken bone on there somewhat as like a kind of a grotesque injury sort of thing you know mm-hmm. of a photograph but ended up kind of finding this cool concept of like the hand and saw blade and so that kind of turned out pretty cool so hell yeah awesome right. uh so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album yeah i mean it's pretty uh the writing process itself was different um than typical because you know we we don't all live in the same location though like three guys live in seattle uh, me and toby live in illinois <clears throat> and so we we generally just like come up with ideas on acoustic guitars and just kind of hash out these little voice memos and demos and stuff and um and we we still had a, a couple a few of those ideas but then we would go in a room together as a full band i think we did it twice for like a three-day span you know each time and just kind of like kind of jammed which we don't really do very often anymore we did for like the first album and second album and then it kind of changed after that Mm -hmm. but uh yeah we just kind of jammed out the the songs and tried to get what we felt was good and uh, um something to work with and then that was kind of when we decided we wanted to record the whole the entire album live um Mm -hmm. which was very very different so when we uh when we decided to do that we were a little nervous about how that was going to turn out but we get we did it we got through it <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah turned out great thanks yeah uh, so what song off this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite um so i think the one that took the longest to finish um was the, the very last track on the album called stranger mm-hmm. um and it's uh it's the whole first part of the song is, is like just total clean guitar and just my vocals. Um, and it's a, you know, the whole album is kind of about personal, 
personal experiences, like traumatic events sometimes. And, um, you know, just kind of how we experience that and getting beyond it and stuff like that. And so that song is about something personal to me, um, you know, about a, a sexual situation with my youth pastor and all that stuff in, in high school. And so it was a, it was not difficult because I don't, I haven't ever really had much difficulty in talking about it, but mm-hmm. it was the first time I ever really r- wrote about it, you know, yeah. or actually brought it up in, in a song. And so, um, that one took a little longer and the arrangement took longer. I was like, okay, should it get louder earlier? Should it, you know, it was, it was mm-hmm. a little bit of whole, this whole thing. And we ended up having horns on the song and, uh, that came out really cool. So that was probably the one that took the longest to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say my personal favorite, Oh man, that's tough. Um, I love a song called enemy is one of mm-hmm. my favorites. It's just kind of, it's like a two and a half minute, just banger song. It just goes for yeah. it. Absolutely. And I really like that. Um, the simplicity and the straightforwardness of that. Uh, but I also really like the song. I don't know you at all is one of my, probably one of my favorites. So it's hard to say when they're new. Cause you kind of like them all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close to be a closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Um, yeah, it usually takes us a few rounds of like kind of, kind of brainstorming. Okay. How does this feel? Like what's happening here? There's no, like, there was no storyline or no theme. I mean, there was a theme, but no, like, um, you, you know, uh, concept. no, yeah, no concept that we had to stick to necessarily. And so um, we just kind of said, okay, you know, we want to come out pretty strong and, you know, just kind of, uh, we, we actually, the way it kind of worked out is we did like the first three songs are just boom, 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 kind of heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And we just thought that'd be cool. And the middle of the album kind of slows down and then it kind of picks back up again. And so we kind of just went a little bit more of a, a energy or a vibe kind of feel rather than, um, anything that had to do with lyrics necessarily. That wasn't really the point. It was more like, let's take the listener on a little bit of a journey, a little bit of a ride here. So, um, that's, and again, we probably went through it a few times and just said, Hey, you know, I think this will be good here. This will be good here. And that's just kind of how it came out. All right. Uh, while we're talking about track lists, lovely lady, that's like an interesting, an interesting track. Uh, (laughs) Like, can can we talk a little bit like about the process behind that one? Like I was listening to the album, my dad came in and he thought I was listening to salsa music. So like, I'm just, I'm very intrigued by it. Cause I'm like, it's a punk band and they're like making this like, right. Very interesting song. So I I wanted to ask about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, one thing about our band is, you know, we've never been afraid to just kind of have fun and mess around and do stuff. You know, we've had several songs that, that go from super heavy to super soft or melodic or jazzy feeling, you know, we kind of like to throw, throw people for a loop a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. but one thing that we do often um, when we're practicing or writing or even like in sound check or whatever, whatever the situation might be, we like to just improv and we're not like incredible music. I'm not like a jazz musician or anything, Mm -hmm. But, you know, we just, you know, somebody will come up with a little funny little groove on the bass or guitar. Dave's playing like that was how this one came about is Dave started playing like that samba type beat, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and we're just like, oh, cool. So I'm just kind of like over there, like, you know, just kind of you just kind of you kind of join the fun. That was kind of part of it. And so we we were doing that during like kind of the writing uh, rehearsal process for for the album. And then Toby just kind of jumps in with lovely, lovely lady, you know, just whatever 
lyrics seem to fit that feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we we're like, man, that's so fun. And that captures our personalities really well. And so we're like, let's just kind of redo that for the live version. Um, so, you know, we had kind of, we had improv that a couple hours before actually recording it. But <laughs> wow. It, wow. <laughs> but we just said, oh, yeah, cool. Let's just do that. So we just did it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you were creating this record? Um, it was, you know, there was a lot of um, thought that went behind how are we, we going to write these songs. Like usually for Emery, it's just like, hey, you know, if you have a cool idea and we just kind of run with it and it kind of goes where it goes. I mean, we just kind of take it on a journey and mm-hmm. wherever it ends is f- kind of fine with us. I mean, that's just how it how we write. Um, <clears throat> but this one, we were a little bit more, I would say, strategic about how uh, and and like uh, specifically for vocals and lyrics and stuff, because once we decided that we're going to do this album live, <clears throat> Or like, okay, we can't be doing the typical like Emery nonstop vocals for the whole entire song, you know, mm-hmm. every song, yeah. you know, like we, in our first like few albums, you know, there's hardly ever, you know, there's hardly ever an instrumental break. It's like vocals are always happening, you know, so mm-hmm. we're always bouncing back and forth. Or there's a scream here or there's two, me and Toby are, are singing at the same time, you know, so we were like, we're not gonna be able to remember all these lyrics. We're not gonna be able to like, remember. I mean, cause it was literally like learning, you know, we're learning our parts that morning or the day before, you know? So, so we had the, on the, we, I don't know if you guys have seen the video album version of it, but we, the whole thing is on video. Mm-hmm. So, uh, once that album comes back out, we'll be able to put that back on YouTube, but it was on before, but you'll be able to see us actually recording it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had to have the lyrics on the wall because it was like, <laughs> I, I don't know the song. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so we knew the melody and you know what your part, you know, you're kind of getting your part and all that stuff, but it's like, okay, I, I need help with the lyrics. I can't memorize all these. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we were very strategic about not writing too many vocals trying to keep everything a little bit more focused and uh, streamlined and not so all over the place Mm -hmm. Um, just to kind of help everybody, you know, perform better and, you know, just not, not have to be thinking so much about, okay, what's my next line or what's my next thing. It just kind of, everything's kind of moving together and it made it feel a little bit more, more simple in a way. Uh, But I think more catchy for a lot of people. So I think that's how it kind of ended up. Is is the plan to do like your all your albums from here on out like in a live kind of setting or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we we love trying new stuff. I mean, that's kind of what we want to do. We were actually having a conversation today um over text message like you know, maybe next time we we try a different experiment to where mm-hmm. you know, we do like three different writing sessions or I'm sorry, not writing sessions. We do three different sessions mm-hmm. um where you have zero ideas and then every morning you have to wake up, create the idea, finish writing the song and record the song all in one day. Wow. So I don't know if we're going to do that or not. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, it's yeah. intimidating, but, but. <laughs> yes, but uh, we did. This, those are the types of things that we talk about. It's like, hey, do you want to try something like this? Yeah. And it, it's fun because it's challenging, and mm -hmm. you know, we know that we can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, we know. I mean, we're pretty confident in that respect. But also, it's like you know, who knows how it would turn out? I mean, you kind of at one point, at some point in that process, you would just have to accept where it's at and not make any more changes and just go with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll, we'll definitely keep doing things that kind of try to push the boundaries a little bit and uh, stretch ourselves for sure. So we'll see how that goes. And is that kind of like how you guys keep the band like interesting for yourselves in a sense, just since you've do been that. doing it for like so long, like just mm -hmm. keep pushing the boundaries? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to. I mean, we're, you know, we're all like best friends, you know, and that helps a lot. But I mean, it's, um, if, if you're just doing the same old thing every time, I mean, we would have probably quit a long time ago. You know? Exactly. It's just, yeah. Um, we're not, I mean, we're all, you know, we're in our forties and we have kids, you know, multiple kids. Um, and, and it's like, you know, we're not trying to be rock stars anymore. We're, we're trying to make music that our fans like, um, mm -hmm. be able to do this and, you know, cause we do love it and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, do as long as we can, that it makes sense that we're, you know, not like, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> too old to do it anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we want to keep it exciting, you know. For sure. And I'm sure trying all these different writing techniques and writing styles and, hey, we're going to do one song one day, whether we like it or not, definitely yeah. gives you different results than if you guys were just to do the simple, like, everybody write for like a month and then we'll all come together and piece stuff together instead yeah. of, you know, doing the same stuff, repeating the same song. You guys are just giving yourself so many different opportunities to just make something you never would have made because oh, yeah. you're trying all these different things. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing sometimes is when as a musician and a songwriter, you know, when you start writing songs, there are infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's endless ways you could take the song. Yeah. So sometimes that's, sometimes that's a little daunting, you know? So it's like, uh, you get stuck or I'm like, Oh, is this the right direction? Does this feel mm -hmm. right? Could I, should I try going another way? Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes for me mentally, it gets, a, I get a little stuck. And so I have to kind of pull myself out of that. Um, but this, you know, something like the live version or, you know, something like I was just referring to, I mean, you, you have no choice. You yeah. can't, you can't allow yourself to get stuck. You have to make a decision and move on. And so sometimes that helps with the creative process, you know, rather than just kind of sludging through all these different possibilities, you know, mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on is the workout album party album? What do you personally recommend? Huh? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, um, I like doing it at like a listening party with friends. I think that's pretty fun. I mean, it kind of, it gives it a, a, a good energy because, you know, like I said, with this album, you know, we were doing it in a room with a bunch of people like camera, not like fans, but a bunch of camera people, some family, you know, and friends and stuff like that. And, you know, it would, the energy was real intense, intense and like, okay, we're having fun, but this is serious. We can't like mess mm -hmm. up, you know, we got to do this. And so, um, I think having a few, few friends over and just, kind of enjoying yourselves chilling and, and listening to the album. I think that's probably the best way to go. Oh yeah. For sure. And how did you personally listen to the album for the first time? Oh, let's see. Um, so again, it was video. So probably a month or I think I saw the video before I heard the album, like mm -hmm. it, the album was mixed to go along with the video, if that makes sense. So it's yeah. not, a, not like spatial audio, but it was like, it was 
you know, Matt mixed the record, the live record based on, you know, what you're seeing on the screen, yeah. you know, so that, that changes it a little bit. Um, and so when I first saw it and heard it, it was, I mean, I was pretty blown away by it just cause I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. I mean, yeah. we actually did this, you know, it was just super proud. And, um, but then we, we had it, you know, re we re-recorded vocals and we added some guitar for the studio mix and, and some things like that and had a guy, uh, another producer mix it and um it just came out incredible and so mm -hmm. when i first heard that i remember i was just kind of i was just, i think i was just down here in my music room with some beats headphones on and just kind of like just enjoying it oh yeah so good and so yeah that's just kind of how i i listened to it all right perfect that's good uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Ooh, three words. Mm -hmm. I keep, I keep getting, I keep getting high energy mm -hmm. and I don't have a third word, but <laughs> let me think. But yeah, I think that's where I want to go. So, um, I'll just say intense high okay. energy Hell yeah. there you go. perfect Hell yeah. that's perfect uh so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album um i think what i would want people to you know how i would want people to prepare themselves for it is kind of like kind of put yourself in a live setting you know like um not a, not a live show. It's going to sound better than a live show, but it, you know, put yourself in a feeling of like, you know, what you're hearing a band's album for the first time, you know, when they're playing this, you know, maybe in this, in a room with the band sort of thing where just try to describe how you think the band would be performing and the, and the feeling of that room and the energy that they're kind of putting off. Um, because, you know, bands and crowds i mean they feed off each other's energy all the time mm -hmm. and so i think just kind of imagining that energy that you would feel in the room with the band would be a cool way to kind of you know uh, listen to the album oh yeah for sure uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album uh favorite memory i mean i honestly i think it would just be just the the idea that we actually you know, we're successful in doing what we set out to do. Um, yeah. I mean, there wasn't anything specific, like um, a moment in the recording necessarily. Well, maybe it was like when it was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the, actually the last song, like I, I mentioned before, is called stranger and it's a real emotional and it's real, it's real, it's a longer song and it's, it's just kind of a roller coaster of emotions sort of thing. And, um, I remember at the very end, it's just me and a guitar, to start the song and you know the you know the the cameraman is you know he's kind of like right on my face like the whole song and i'm just trying to just you know ignore the camera and just sing and play and uh he just slowly pulls away to the other side of the room and every, and by that by the end of the song the whole band's playing and um it was just real it was a real cool moment real big moment and then and then i finished it and it's like oh my gosh all this emotion and all this energy and it's all like released and uh, basically at the end of the video i'm just like is that it <laughs> so i mean that that was probably the moment that sticks out to me the most is just like 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Just we that sigh yeah. of relief. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, so picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh man, this is a, this is a, a good Emory question. We're, we're <laughs> big snack. Like snacks are a big deal mm-hmm. to us. And we have, we have had, I would, I would say dozens of conversations in gas stations <laughs> uh-huh. about the best, you know, snack choices. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I tend to make good snack choices. Okay. Or so and you oftentimes think. when I make, yeah, oftentimes, <laughs> well, no, I have some proof. Okay. Oftentimes, okay. When, oftentimes when I choose my snacks and the other guys choose their snacks and we get back on the bus or in the van or whatever, they're all a little bit jealous of what I chose. Okay. Oh, so, not always, but many, many times. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, me, we have a joke is like, um, got to have a little bit of salty, a little bit of sweet, you know, you got to have your mixes there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd probably choose like a peanut M&Ms are always just a great choice. You know, you mm-hmm. got to have peanut M&Ms and then, uh, maybe, uh, Oh shoot. What would I get? Maybe it's like some white cheddar popcorn. Ooh, there you go. That sounds good. That yeah. sounds about right. You know, and then, you know, maybe a soda or, you know, who knows what, I don't know. All, All right. That's me. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? If the band was a dish. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I say like jambalaya or something. Ooh. Okay. I mean, you kind of just throw anything in there and it's in there. And, <laughs> and it tastes it. good. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you know, it's not like there's a lot of stuff in there mm-hmm. and you like some of it. Maybe you don't like all of it, but you know, you eat it. <laughs> yeah. Something for everybody. Yes. All right. Exactly. Perfect. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So all if right. you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Man. You guys are getting me with these questions. <laughs> you really like food. It's the last food related question though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd probably, I mean, it's hard to say I wouldn't go for like just a big juicy steak and, you know, potatoes and maybe, you know, some killer vegetables. You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say if you're in that mindset, it'd be like, Oh my gosh, what do I want? <laughs> but yeah. I, I would say probably just a real hearty, like, something that you would actually think you would miss you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um but you know i i don't know i like i like food so I mean, it might be a huge pepperoni pizza or something i don't know that's okay. a tough one all right and drink i know you said you don't know it's oh a tough drink one, but, uh yeah. let's see maybe just like a corona yeah <laughs> perfect that'd perfect. be a good one so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live a fictional world for a week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe like, maybe in uh, Lord, maybe in like the Lord of the Rings world or something. There you go. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, probably die like very quickly in that <laughs> maybe, world somehow. Yeah. But uh, you know, that seems like a pretty cool place to live. You know. Yeah. Just stay in the Shire. You'll be safe. Yeah, I'll just I'll be in there with Frodo and Bilbo and all them. That'd be good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question and every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. Okay. What's your favorite color? Oh man. Do I have a favorite color anymore? I guess it would have to be, I guess it would have to be like black or 
I love I love gray. I love like a medium gray shirt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes with black shorts or, uh, you know, I, I think of it in clothing, I guess. I don't, mm -hmm. otherwise, I don't know what I would refer to as my favorite color. Like when you're a kid, what do you think, what do you think of when you think of your favorite color? Man, right. that looks nice. Yeah. That looks pretty or something yeah. you would color, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like my little boy, my four year old, he, he wants everything to be blue all the no. time. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I'm like, well, I like, a nice little gray heather gray, gray shirt you know, you know? yeah typically like when someone's like my favorite color is like gray or black like you rag on them but like you put it into perspective most people <laughs> well, are just like know. that's because i like that color but you're like exactly i and think that's about that. like you, you put it into perspective <laughs> i respect that yeah <laughs> well, i appreciate that yeah. yeah um so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug uh no i mean we you know like i said we have some singles out from the new album right now streaming uh the album comes out on june 24th so we'd love for everybody to give it a listen hell yeah awesome. all right uh, well thank you for now that's been Devin from emory and we have been the good noise podcast <laughs>